What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Jano Knows Podcast. This is Josh Nolan, and we got an awesome podcast coming at you right here. I got to sit down and talk with Jordan Crass. Uh, he is a wrestling coach, entrepreneur, um, former national champion, former Wisconsin Badger. Um, his accolades are, are tremendous, but more than that is his approach to coaching his young athletes and his priorities when it comes to leading his, his club. I, I really, I, I am really appreciative of, um, my time getting to talk to him and, you know, it's just reassuring to know that there are coaches out there that are thinking the way that he's thinking, um, that are, are putting the kids first and, and um, looking to set the, them up for success far beyond wrestling. So it's a great conversation. I, I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, check the, the, the description below and you can find out how to learn more about Jordan and, and the things that he is offering in his club. Um, but besides that, I uh, hope everybody has kicked off 2020 well and are well on your way to, to making great things happen this year. Um, whether you are continuing the grind from 2019 or uh, starting over in 2020, whatever it is that you're doing, just keep taking it one day at a time. Keep pushing hard and making great things happen for you and everyone around you. Um, so with that, uh, enjoy this conversation with me and Jordan. All right, bye. I'm awesome. Ah, uh, man, thanks for doing this and jumping on here. Just kind of a, I've always kind of wanted to get involved in the podcast, and uh, you know, when I saw that message out there, I thought, hey, it'd be, it'd be cool to jump on and, and visit. And I know I've seen you around working for Legends when you used to work for Legends. Um, so, and I, I know you must have some um, crossover with Jesse Silky. Um, so I wanted to uh, I wanted to reach out and say, yeah, man, I love talking wrestling. I'd love to jump on the podcast anytime. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's what I was telling, talking to my wife when I was like, yeah, I'm gonna jump on with uh, Jordan Kraft, and I I was like, I was like, we've been in kind of the same, you know, Northern Plains like circles where you know we're in yep. those in those tournaments, always seeing each other. Yeah, I've had... seen you hundreds of times. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. So. It's funny just how the how the we've been around each other so much, and then now finally uh, kind of getting introduced and get to get to talk a little, you know, wrestling and club and and everything in between, man. I I, uh, I uh, I'm excited. Yeah. So, what's up? How do we start this? You know, it's just you know the way that I do it. I just kind of just let it roll, man. I just oh, um, you know I just like talking about whatever kind of comes up, you know, and, yeah. and like it to happen real naturally and, and just yeah. uh, let it flow. Um, 
you know, like I said uh, in in the message to you, you know, I was looking at your website and and looking at some of the stuff that 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 you offer and that you guys have been doing. I mean, it's it's outstanding. You know, I, I'm really I really am impressed. And and being a person that's you know just kind of starting starting off on on my own and getting going, it's it's uh, you know I, I'm you know picking picking off little ideas and, and things that yeah, you're doing absolutely. because because uh you know i i think you know obviously you guys are you're doing something right 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 yeah well we hit 10 years you know uh, we hit 10 years this this april we'll hit 10 years so we've been doing it for a long time you know professionally now and uh you know it's it's, uh, it's how i make a living it's how i support my entire family you know um yeah so it went from, you know, something like, hey, you know, is this something we can do? To, yeah, this is this is definitely something we can do in America. You know, owning a private wrestling club is, is something you can do and feed your family. Um, but, you know, it, it started off as, as just a hobby. You know, I had uh, – I wrestled for the University of Wisconsin. I got an engineering degree. and I worked as a manufacturing engineer the first 10 years out of college. Um, and I was an assistant coach, and then I was a youth coach. And this youth club that I started uh, or that I was running had like 40 kids in it. And after two, three years, we had 160 kids in that youth club. Jesus. Yeah. And then I, so then I had a, a lot of the dads in the community wanting, you know, um, private lessons, um, extra training. And at that point, my wife was uh, pregnant with our first son. And uh, she was in her internship. And I, we just didn't have any time. Um, so I actually quit doing the public club and just opened a private club that spring, and that was 2010. Um, and it started off slow. We started just in a in a guy's uh, garage, <laughs> yeah. in his shed, basically. He had like a big finished um, pole shed that he was storing stuff in. Well, we re- renovated one spot of it, and by the time we got going, we realized we didn't have enough space. And so then we were in a commercial property maybe three months later, um, and, and we could get two full masks down, and then it really just started rolling. Um, you know, and it was something that we just did. We did it on Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights when we started. Sunday mornings, Wednesday nights. And all of a sudden, it just turned into a monster. Then all of a sudden, I, was, I got a twin brother. He started helping me. Um, then one of my first clients graduated college. And he started helping us. Um, then Craig Henning is a college teammate of mine. He was a national finalist for the Badgers. Wrestled one of the Paulson boys in the finals. Mm-hmm. He helps at one of my clubs. And then I got another guy who was Division Three national champ for Stevens Point, uh, heavyweight, that helps at one of my clubs. So now we're to the point where, fast forward 10 years later, we got three different facilities. We got over 120 kids that wrestle full time for us. And then we run five local youth nonprofit clubs. Wow. So, and are, are at this point, are you still, do you, you're still in the room pretty much every day? And, and Yeah. Yep. I love it. Yep. I wrestle every day. Like yesterday, yesterday I went in at eight in the morning and I did a private lesson with a kid that signed with the Gophers from our area. Um, then the next guy that came in was number um, 11 ranked, 182 pounds on the big board, uh, Trek Joel. 
he comes in. And then at 9.45, I did another lesson with a couple little guys. Um, and then I wrestled from 10.30 to 12. I coached practice. And then I'd get in my truck, and I'll drive one hour to my next facility. And then I'll do two private lessons there and then another practice. That's so awesome. Yeah, yesterday I did, like, Sundays, I'll do, like, four or five private lessons and then two large group practices in two different cities. <laughs> that's, um, you know, and I think, like, that's something right there, like, that is so, like, you know, when you want to do something, I don't give a crap if it's, you know, yeah. what kind of business you're in. Like, if you want to be great at something, like, get your freaking hands in there and do the work. Right. It's like, you know, I think that's something that a lot of people don't, they don't want to hear it or they, right. they want to go the opposite way or want it to be easy or whatever. And it's like, it's like, no dude, like if you want this, if you want something great and you don't want to, you want to stop just talking about it and, and you actually want to freaking make something happen, like get out there, suck it up and freaking yeah. do the work. And cause yeah. you know, you, you know, you're not going to be in the, in the game for 10 plus years, you know, 20 plus yeah. years you know, supporting your family for anything if you're not willing to, to get out there and actually, you know, put Jump in, in the work. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, I was raised uh, by a dairy farmer, you know. Um, we were raised on just hard work. I was raised on Tom and Terry brands. We were raised on that kind of, we're just going to outwork you. Yeah. We're just going to outwork you. You know, that's just, you know, my, I didn't come from money. Um, my, I was never going to get, I was never going to be big enough to carry the football or, or dunk a basketball <laughs> or probably even hit a home run. Right. Right. So my parents kind of knew wrestling was going to be it for us. You know, we were small, but we were scrappy. Um, you know, and, and then I had two brothers. So it was like always a wrestling match going on, you know? Um, but yeah, you know, that's why we got involved because, you know, we kind of could see, my parents could see that like, this was one of those games where it was like, nobody was going to hold you back. And, you know, and, and that's where we always look at it. You know, a lot of people look at other sports like, well, you know, baseball, you have other guys on your team helping you. Or football, you have other guys on your team. We always look at it as like, yeah, but you also have other guys on your team that can hold you back. And nope can hold you back, you know. Um, I've got three kids of my own, and, and my son wrestles, and the girls are just at the age of the twins are at four right now. So they're just getting involved in the different sports, gymnastics, tennis, dance, a little bit of wrestling. And, uh, you know, it's important to me that my kids, no matter what sports they pick, that they – I want them to each pick at least one individual sport where no one can hold them back. And they can, you know, they can be as great as they want to be, you know, whether it's swimming or track or wrestling or, you know, those individual sports offer you a lot – a chance to learn a lot about yourself. Absolutely, yeah. I, I, I agree 100%. It's just, you know – when you don't have have that you know safety net behind you, and you you have to actually go out there and and test yourself, you know, and and right. now more now more than ever, it's it's so important for you know kids to to get knocked on their ass and and yeah move and and you know have, yeah, yeah and and have those hard times so that they can figure it out. Like those the the people that are doing that and are allowing their kids to do that, you know those those people are going to grow up to be the next generation of, you know, you know, leaders. And right. you know, at this point, you know, it's, we need them more now than ever, you know, so. Um, yeah, you can see that. Yep. You know, so, and that's, you know, what drove me kind of to, to the, the youth and private 
sector is is wanting to have that like lifelong impact on athletes and, and being able to to lead kids to you know I I want these kids to win national titles. I want these kids to be all Americans. I want them to go D1. Like I want this for them. But more than I want that for them, I want them to be great men, great women, great husbands, great fathers, great people out there that are contributing um, to to this world. And that's what you know. I, I was I coached college wrestling for you know five years, and and I loved it. College wrestling, it was it was a blast. It, but the thing about it was, I didn't feel like I was able to ha- have as much impact as I could in the youth sector. So that's kind of what drove me that way. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. You know, you see kids, uh, when they're in their twenties, you know, they're kind of already molded, you know, their early twenties are kind of already the man they're going to be. Right. Bit, you know what I mean? You get a kid in your room when he's eight, six, you know, you get mm-hmm. to be part of the molding. You get to be part of the molding, you know. Um, it's kind of funny in the in the private club game, you know, there's become some where, you know, certain kids train at certain places, and then all of a sudden you'll get a kid that wants to come to your place and he's been training somewhere else or vice versa, right? Yep. Yeah. I always say, you know, give me, give me another four-year-old. I don't want a sophomore that's been to a dozen other places. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, he's already got your he's already got everybody's stamp on him, you know. Yep. And uh I'm going to have a hard time teaching him a whole lot of new stuff, you know. And uh he probably already thinks he knows a way to do everything, you know what I mean? Yeah. So for me it's like I'd like to I'd rather, you know, you get some people that come in and they're like, "Well, he's never wrestled before and he's in 7th grade." And I'm like, "Fucking perfect. Sweet." Yeah. Yeah. awesome. He's got no bad habits. This is going to be yep. really easy. As yep. long as he wants to work hard and he's motivated, I mean, you know, you, you know, date and fix. He didn't start really grinding until seventh grade. You know, I got a, a chance to sit down and visit with uh, uh, Guerrero when we were out at back duel. Uh-huh. You know, this boy's an eighth grader, and he's a hammer. And I just said, you know, cause my son's an eight-year-old, and a big part of our job where we're at is instilling this love of wrestling, getting kids good technically and fundamentally. But it ain't about winning matches when you're eight, you know. And I think a lot of parents have that backwards. You know, they just – they want their kids out there winning Tulsa at eight and winning this and winning that at 10. And it's like, dude, eight years is a long time to stand on top of the mountain. Yeah, you know, he's 10 and he's already the best kid in the country. Now you're expecting him to stand on top of that mountain for the next 10 fucking years. Yep. Excuse my language. No, yeah, you're good. Like, you're good. That's a long time. You know what I mean? So for me, it's like, how many doubles does your kid got? Does he got an infinite number of doubles in him? Or do kids have a number of double X that they can shoot? I believe that there is a quanti- quantifiable number. You know, I don't think kids have endless single legs in them. I don't think kids have right. endless number of matches in that. Oh, push them harder and he'll get tougher or he'll fucking break. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and he'll get so tired. When do you want to break him? Do you want to break him when he's 12? Or do you want to break him when he's 17? Right. You know, or do you want him to not break at all? And, yeah. And, uh, and uh, you know, um, you know, and, and I grew up in the era, and I'm sure you did too, where our parents didn't know any better, and it was every weekend, two tournaments a weekend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was every weekend, two tournaments a weekend. I was just flying around, like, hundreds of matches, you know. And I look back, and I think, you know, there's two types of kids in wrestling in my perspective right there's the kids that 
start out and they're really good and then they and they love wrestling because they're really good at it, right? And there's kids that start out and they're not very good at it, but they love it. And in the end, they become very good, mm-hmm. right? So there's kids that actually love it and that's what makes them good. And there's kids that just are good and that's what makes them love it, right? I mean, yeah, absolutely. we were the kind of kids where it was like, I grew up on a dairy farm. My mom was a waitress uh, at nights. So we weren't very well looked after. My older brother was judging most of the fist fights, right? <laughs> and my dad says, he goes, you know, before kindergarten, you guys probably had 25 fist fights under your belt. He said, it wasn't about wrestling at that age. How many kids in kindergarten really know what the hell they're doing? Right. Yeah. Many. It's about the more who's more aggressive, who's willing to fight harder, who's willing to not give up. That's who wins the little kid tournaments. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, skill development and fundamentals is extremely important, but you also got to be careful with competition at that age because cognitively, until they're about 10 or 11, you can do a lot of damage to their self-worth, you know, if they're losing matches. And so we don't compete a whole lot. We don't push a whole lot of competition up until like third, fourth grade. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love that. Yeah, so when – my my last couple or yeah the last two years at LOG we had uh, our our group of kids that were at, living on campus with us mm-hmm. in, in and we we you know took you know a similar approach and we cut their matches significantly yep. and these kids are you know between sixth and, and ninth grade and we took all their matches cut them significantly and just doubled down on on training and doubled down oh. on learning and doing the things right. And we, you know, and we watch these kids be national champions, make world teams, you know, win Fargo and, and, you know, not give up a a single point. And they, they probably had, you know, a fraction of the matches that, that most of these kids are out there getting that, that are still under that same, you know, that same mentality that you're talking about. And it's it's like, we need, you know, we got to have more people seeing that it's not about, you know, John Smith's not at your local uh, youth tournament. <laughs> right. <laughs> Nobody's going to ask you what place you took in seventh grade. No, no. At like, state tournament. It, it, yeah, these things, they don't they don't matter. and can't get caught up in, in adding so much value to these these little things that, that are, you know, like you said, the, the person who's the most aggressive is just going right. to win. Like, it's just, right. you know. You know, I'll watch, you'll go to a youth tournament, you'll watch kids shoot single legs, and the kid who shoots the single leg never wins the match. But what's that teaching the kid? You know, r- rarely, right? right. They shoot, the other kid sprawls, and then he whips them over with a, with a chin and an underhook, <laughs> you know? And it's like, then that teaches that little kid, like, hey, man, I'm never going to shoot. Well, then all of a sudden you watch, and you got kids out there afraid to shoot. And it's like, dude, you're supposed to be shooting guns blazing when you're at that age. It's just letting them rip, developing yep. techniques and, and habits, good habits, you know? But, you know, it's um, when you say that about the campers at Laws and the guys that were staying there, you know, when you get a certain group of kids together, I got a group of kids in Wisconsin, we call, them the, we call it the Smash Camp, and we have it about quarterly. Every couple months we bring this group of kids together, and there's about 30 of them, and they're all freaking hammers. They're all state place winners, you know. Uh-huh. And those kids together for a camp for four hours is way better for them than for them to go to any tournament. Oh, yeah. You look at most results of these tournaments, these kids go to these local high school tournaments, and it's like he pins the first kid, he pins the second kid, and then he tech pins the kid in the finals. And (laughs) he wrestled a total of four minutes, and it's like, well, I can force them to wrestle a six-minute match. Right. Yeah. I can force them to wrestle four of those, 
against all metal winning quality kids. Right. Well, that beats the the, the backside off a tournament any day. You know yep. what I mean? You're getting yep. technique, you're getting training, and then you can we can always give you that live wrestling opportunity. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But, yep. That's but exactly. when you got kids like that, then you can play it differently. Yeah, you could say, hey guys, listen, we don't need to do all these freaking tournaments. You don't need to put all these miles on. You don't need to make weight all this many times. You know what yep. I mean? Let's yeah. grind together. Let's get better together, and then let's show up. You know, and and really where this came from for us, um, maybe about three years ago we started having some of our our you know guys. It just took time. You know, it took that first third grader to become a freshman and win a state title, and then get you know recruited. And so it took like six, five six years to get guys going from the club where they were signing letters of intent to wrestle in college. We sent Michigan. We sent guy to Northern Illinois. Um, we sent um, a guy to the Gophers, you know, and so as I'm helping, and I was recruited, and I I got a full ride, but I won Fargo, and I was uh, an NHSCA national finalist, and I was on Team USA, and, you know, so these guys are not quite to that level, and they're wondering, like, how do we get more money? Well, how do we get more money? Well, I said, back in my day, it was a little different, because they didn't have Super 32. They didn't have, uh, we didn't wrestle Cadet World World Team team stuff then you know right. the United States wasn't even entered so basically it was Fargo if you did if you won Fargo you were probably getting a ride anywhere you know what I mean yeah. anywhere you wanted to go right I mean that was kind of the general consensus so our whole thing has been Fargo 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 well so then we had a guy getting recruited out of Minnesota and we just asked the coach who said how did they wanted him to verbal and I wasn't comfortable with his offer and neither was he really but he really wanted to verbal so I said ask him what does it take how do you get more money? From a college coach's perspective, have them write you a list. Where do we got to yeah. be competing? What do we got to be doing? You know what I mean? Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, his, his list had four tournaments on it. <laughs> right. It was Super 32. It was Akron UWW Trials. It was the NHSCA series out there at the end of the season, whether you're a sophomore class, junior class, senior class, they wrestled all right. the one class tournament. It was that tournament, and then it was Fargo. So I looked at the kid and I said, dude, your high school state tournament isn't even on this list. Amen. I said, you're a 120-pounder, 126-pounder, whatever. I said, there's no reason to cut to 120 for the Wisconsin high school wrestling season. Right. You should wrestle 126 as fat and and challenge yourself as many times as you can. The goal, there's nothing on his list that says if you're an undefeated Wisconsin State champ, you get 5% more. That's fucking nothing to do with the equation. So yep. I said, you need to use the Wisconsin State Wrestling Series to prepare you to win Akron, to prepare you to win Fargo. So you want to cut weight, cut weight for Akron and Fargo. Don't cut weight for your high school scholastic season. That's a you should be using that as a prepper to prepare you. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. No, that's I mean that's uh, outstanding advice. You know, and we yeah we we've had that experience. You know, in that conversation with a lot of uh, of our athletes. You know, being in South Dakota for so long and like that that is just it's not known for having elite no athletes. No offense. Yeah, I mean so, unless you're California or New Jersey, it really doesn't um, matter, man. Yeah. PA maybe, Ohio, yeah. other than those big gun states, I mean, state title doesn't garner you a whole lot of credit anymore because there's so many opportunities to wrestle the nation's best. Yep. 
Absolutely. It's an opportunity every other weekend. You can go somewhere and wrestle somebody or some big gun if you want to. But that's the other thing is that I feel like we're kind of losing the Predator's mindset a little bit. You know, we got all spread out to 14 weight classes, and then you got the Internet, so you got people, you know, hey, what weight are you going? Hey, what weight are you going? And that drives me bonkers. Right, yeah, instead of just, yeah. There's, oh, after them, man. Yeah, go find them. Go seek the, yeah. that that challenge. Go seek that, you know. Go up a weight. Go up two weights. Yeah. It don't yep. matter. It's about the challenge, not about if you can win or lose that tournament. It's about being battle-tested when it comes to it. Yeah, 100%. I, yeah, I completely, completely agree with that. And, and just the mentality of you know, so many people are just, you know, stuck in their, you know, their goddamn egos that yeah. they, they, you know, oh, I'm undefeated or I'm – I, I've won this many matches as a coach. Big yeah. freaking deal. How many, yeah. you know, how many people are you helping, you know, get tougher, get get ready for the the grind of life? And if you're sending kids to college, are they prepared, you know, yeah. for the, everything that's gonna come with yeah. that? Right. You know, not just, you know, the wrestling. We know that's gonna be hard, but are they prepared to, you know, sit their ass in the library for three hours after they just got their ass kicked? At practice. Yeah, right. And didn't score a takedown for two weeks. <laughs> yeah. You know like, what I mean? Got leg ridden for an hour yesterday. By yeah. Here in the room. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mom's yeah. not making food for you anymore, and now you got midterms. Yeah. So. Are you going to handle that? <laughs> yeah. Are your kids prepared to handle that? Like, that's, those are the things that, that you know, I I ultimately, you know, want to focus on. and. and 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 I think you know when when you focus on those things and when your your mentality is like that, the the, the wrestling takes care of itself, right? Like yeah. you know, you're you're going to be prepared to go you know into any tournament and expect to win and expect to you know put put it all out there on the line, um, because you, you everything else is in order, right? The wrestling is easy. The wrestling is the the payoff, the fun part, right? Right. It, because, you you know, as long as you're doing it that way, right? Like, it's the old Russian model of training. I love the Mark Branch interview on Flow when they talk about how he won his NCAA title his freshman year. It's like a 9-11 and 11 record, right? So yeah, like right. He wrestled with uh, Smith every day, Pat Smith. So yep. it's like, if he could stand practice and make it through that freaking week of practice, by the time he got to the tournament, it was all smiles. And because right. it was like this is definitely going to be easier than spending another week in the room with Pat. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like it's our job to provide that style of training for you know the Russian model of training. Where it's like when you get to the tournament, it's like, hey man, it's showtime. Yeah, that's it's payday. To have fun, payday. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I always say to the kids, you know, I said this, um, that feeling you get in your belly is neither positive or negative. It's what you do with it. Sure. Right? Absolutely. It's what you do with it. Do you do you want it to make you excited or do you want it to make you nervous? <laughs> yeah. And at that point I tell the kids, I said, then you have to rely on your training. And you have to say, I, I can get excited because I know that I am prepared. But if you didn't go to practice all week or you've been slacking off, I said, you know, the one thing I always tell our guys, and it's true, is, is wrestling never lies. <laughs> it doesn't. It, it always matter. tells the truth. It will always tell me who's more prepared. It will always tell me who who sacrificed more, and, and you know, it, and that's one thing I always stick by. 
you know, I'll catch a kid not doing his push-ups or not doing all of them or doing half a rep, you know, and I, hey, man, remember, wrestling never lies. Yep. You can sit here and lie to yourself, but when you put that singlet on, it ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> it's going to tell you the truth. So, you know, I stick to that, you know, and I think it's part of creating, like you said earlier, you know, it's about creating responsible, accountable, respectful young men and women that are going to go out and they're going to win and they're going to get jobs. Yep. They're going to keep jobs and they're going to be CEOs, you know. Um, I look at the kids that attend my club. 90% of the kids that attend my club, their parents are own their own business. Yeah. They're successful people, you know. And, and, I mean, does that – so with that – Because so, they know what it takes. Uh, yeah, I was, I was going to say does – does that, you know, add a little, you know, fire for you too, I'm sure, to and a little bit more responsibility, I think, on you just because you know, like, you know, these kids could have it easy, right? Like, they could. Right. Oh, yeah. But but their parents are, they're, they're successful. They're putting it, they've put in the work. So they're putting oh, yeah. their kids in a situation where they know they're going to be battle-tested. They're going to be pushed. And, and I think, you know, that's a that's a good feeling to have, right? Like, I, oh, I want man. that, that, that. Yep you know, that, that pressure a little bit to, yeah, like, you totally, know, man. You, know, like, don't. you know, I wanted, my goal is to be the best, to be the, to be the best club in our state. You know, it's a, that's a lofty task. I got Ben Askin in our state. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who's a great friend yeah. of mine who's, um, you know, um, been nothing but a really good mentor for me in this entire, you know, we've been friends since we were little kids throughout, you know, Northern Plains and wrestling junior duels together and stuff. So I've known him forever. And, He's the first guy. He's one of the first guys I call when I'm making a change or I'm doing something different, um, you know. But but outside of of trying to be the best club in the state, you know, what I'm looking for is I'm looking for retention. I'm looking for guys that want to come back. I like I like when I get a guy in my room that's never been in there, and then all of a sudden, you know, three weeks later, I got his mom and dad coming in saying, "Oh my gosh, you should see his parent teacher conference." Went to his parent teacher conference and his 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 teacher's telling us he's the, the hardest working kid in the class and he's working harder than everybody else. And it becomes part of every part of their life, not just wrestling. It follows them into the classroom. It follows them. All of a sudden they're behaving better at home. But what I think it does too is it gives them that outlet. It gives them that outlet to be spunky. It gives them that outlet to be a little bit wild. It gives them that outlet to fight a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Kids all apparently have that mischievous bone and that want to fight bone. And it's like, we just keep locking them in classrooms and saying, well, here, give them some medicine. Well, here, put them on some medicine. Yeah. No, stop locking them in a room. Let them fucking wrestle. Let them get some of that piss and vinegar out. Give them yeah. somewhere to put that, you know? Um, no, I, I, yes, I think, I mean, sport, sports and, and activities and, and wrestling for sure is, is the, that's the, the medicine, right? Like, yeah, everybody wants to, to medicate and, and make things. This, yeah. I mean, these are, these are people doing things to make their life easier, right? right. Instead, of, instead of putting in the work that it takes to, yeah. to make the kid's life better. Yeah, exactly. Just medicate him. Now he won't be hungry either. Now he won't eat either. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Like, come on, guys. No. Give him, bring him to me and yeah. to the wrestling room. I and agree. I, I, and I will help. I will make your life easier because yeah. I, I'm willing to, you know, be there for the kid and, and give him an outlet and give yeah. him a, a way to – to you know, express themselves that that everybody else is telling them is is not the way to do it. Do you have kids? I I have a son. He's uh, 18 months right now. All right, dude. So you're about you're you know you're in the beginning stages of the wild, the best ride of your life. You know, and having a boy, 
there's nothing like being a dad, a wrestling guy, and then having a boy. You know, it's just like, oh man, here we go. You know. Oh man, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's my little my little homie right now. Like, so yeah. I see, you always got him at the gym. You know, yeah. it's like, dude, he's gonna grow up immersed in it. You know what I mean? Like, and that's yeah. my son too. My son knows so much technique, and 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 he's not a very good wrestler yet. And my wife is like, well. When is he going to start winning matches? Because he's not a very mean kid. He's a very nice kid. He's polite. He says, please, thank you. And, right. You know, there's other kids that will rip his head up. But he's getting tougher, and he spends a ton of time in the gym training. Tons, like, he can shoot low singles. He can shoot sweep singles. He can shoot. I mean, he can do it all. But he doesn't have that killer instinct yet. You know what I mean? And it's like, right. that's why I'm like, how long does he have to have that killer instinct for? I'm not in a hurry to have him have it now because – for me, I was already really good at wrestling. I I don't need, you know what I mean? I don't need my son to be good for me to feel fulfilled as a wrestler. Right, yeah. Good, right? Like, so I want my son to be good for him. Yeah. He wants to be good because he deserves it because of the hard work he's putting in. But I think you run into a lot of situations where you see, you know, you got a 400-pound dad lumbering down the aisleway <laughs> following his son who's visibly cutting weight at the age of 10. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. bro, he needs to get better at wrestling, and you need to get lighter, not the other way around. <laughs> right. Like, let's switch up these roles here. Yeah. Guys. Why don't you start dieting, right, and let <laughs> him do a little bit of whatever you're doing, you know? Yeah. And it's just always such a farce. And you can see, like, this this adult won't even take care of himself to be a good example for his kid, and then he's cutting his kid down to make sure his kid can win the Tulsa at 10. Well, eh, what's wrong here? Right, can, right. Can you? <laughs> you know, yeah. it's pretty um, obvious. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah, that's so true, so true. And I, yeah, uh, exactly. I, and you know, that is the way that I want all. You know, the other thing Guerrero said too was like, have your kid in all kinds of stuff. I mean, this isn't, you know, everything I do, everything I teach, everything I, it's something I've learned from someone great. You know, I you know, wrestling right. is the oldest sport known to man. It's been around forever. I love when you got a guy who comes into your room and he's like, Well, I made this move up. I'm like, Bro, if you think you made any move up, you're freaking ignorant. <laughs> yeah, we're not really. I mean, this, this sport's been around. I mean, Jacob wrestled the freaking angel. I mean, this sport's <laughs> been around forever. Literally right. forever. You think you made something up? You're crazy, man. No, you think nobody I, ever did that? Ever? You're not. Right? Kind of. Yeah, 100%. We got to be, we got, I just. You know, if more coaches in the community could be less I, I, me, me, and be more we, we, you know, it'd be better better for everybody. But yeah. That's, that's, that's I, yeah. No, but, you know, I think it starts with that, right? Like, you know, somebody's got to talk about it. Somebody's got to, you know, yeah. put it out there. And then, you know, the, the more people that we can, you know, just bring into the, this type of a, a, a circle, this type of a mentality, you know, that, you know, the better off our sport's going to be, the better off these, these young men and women are going to be. And, you know, we just, you know, work hard and hope for the best. You know? Yeah. Well, we have a motto at the club, and I have it tattooed on my arm. And I actually got it tattooed on my arm when I was 16 years old. And it's the motto I follow in my life. And it's believe, work, win. And it's in a circle, right? Because that's in a circle. That's a yeah. pattern, right? You believe in yourself. You work harder than everyone else. And then you to win and then you start again what's next now, now you got another one okay I, be, I see this house I believe I can buy this house I'm going to work harder than everybody else and guess what I'm going to buy this house right um, you know whether it's 
a job you want, whether it's a, a, a tournament you want to win, whether it's just everyday life, you know, just being a good dad, being a good mom, being a good brother or sister. You got to believe first, then you got to put in the work, and then you got to expect to win. You can't you can't think you're going to win. You can't want to win. You got to expect to win. It's got to be the expectation. Got to be I'm, this is going to happen. And I can do this. You know. That's kind of what we send our kids into the world with. You know, we want them to walk out with that mentality. Hey, man, I can do anything. As long as yeah. I believe in myself and I'll work the rest of the guys, I can do it. You know. That's, yeah, I love that, man. So kind of looking forward for you, I guess, uh, kind of wrap it up with, you know, yeah. what uh, what are some things that, that you're looking forward to? You guys have been in business for 10 years. Yeah. What's, uh, you know, what are the next steps for you and, and your business and your clubs and, and everything like that? Well, I'm actually, um, right now we're, we're in the process of a huge undertaking. I'm in the process of designing and, and building a $2 million facility in my hometown. Dude. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, uh, we're definitely going to elevate our game. Um, we're going to have a full gymnasium. Um, we're going to have a um, full wrestling room with two and a half full mats, full locker room coach's office, lounges. I'm going to have a chiropractor, a physical therapist, and a nutritionist on staff. We're going to have a full staff weight training guy, weight room guy. Um, and then just because of the town I live in, my son's also interested in baseball. I'm bringing in, I'm going to have some, uh, on the other side of the wall, I'm going to have some batting cages, hitting, pitching lessons for the professional coach there. Um, so, yeah, so I'm going to get into, you know, with the gym and the mat space, hosting more tournaments, running some larger scale camps. You know, I've run a lot of camps and they've always been, you know, 60 to maybe a hundred kids. Maybe I'd like to run like a 200 kid camp. Um, so yeah, so I got a lot of irons in the fire moving forward um, with the new facility. Um, again, I coach team Wisconsin or I coach team Wisconsin's national team. You know, we'll be taking guys to Akron. We'll be taking guys to Fargo. We'll be taking guys to junior duels, cadet duels. So you'll see us at all that stuff. Um, you know, we'll be hitting postseason nationals at the end of the season here in Iowa again, as always. We usually see you guys at that stuff. Yep. Um, yeah, so, I mean, everything's just staying busy, and I just, you know, uh, I've been really fortunate in the, the amount of people I've been able to meet, you know, throughout this process has, has gave me the ability to just keep growing. Um, so it's been a lot of fun, and, and that new facility is going to be my, my big ache for the next year. I want that up and running and, and ready for for, you know, mid-October, uh, I'd like to have a grand opening for that and uh, and have a big camp or, or something to kind of kick off the folk-style season. Man, that's amazing, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll be watching for sure. I'd love to yeah. bring a group out and, and check it out when it's all done. That was, Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, you know, we should set something up. I'd love to set up a combine where, you know, maybe, you know, we bring, you know, six, eight kids out by you, and then one time you come up by us, and, and that'd be good training, you know, to get it. We've always wanted to get out west more than we have. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let's uh, yeah, let's work it out, man. Let's uh, stay stay in contact and, and, and together. And, you know, I'd um, love to get on the podcast again anytime, too, if you need another guest. If you need someone to hop on, I'd love to hop on, you know, and visit again. Absolutely. Um, maybe look at college wrestling or, or freestyle or something. Yes, absolutely, man. You're you're welcome anytime for sure. I cool. I enjoyed this conversation. I uh, I'm glad we, we we got it together, and and I look forward to next time for sure. All right. Well, thanks for connecting with me, Josh. I can't wait to meet you in person. Yes, yeah, sounds great, Jordan. Thanks so much. Later, brother. Have a great day. Yep. We'll see you.